What is up, podcast people, podcast universe? We are back again. Episode 11 of Ramez Radio. But before I go any further, please allow me to introduce my lovely co-host. Go ahead, say something to the people. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Undead Enigma 9, back again for another episode of Ramez Radio. We're on episode 11 now, I think, right? Yep. We're really getting up there in the numbers, and my memory is really getting uh, starting to go. But I think we got some interesting topics for this week. It was a little bit of a dry couple couple weeks, but uh, we were able to pull some stuff together, and we got some interesting stuff to talk about. And I think that the listeners will enjoy this one, especially for the music section. Mm. Yes, sir. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, uh, you have anything to say? Like any? thing especially want to bring up before we get into our first um our first topic any anything off the off the show notes um not that i can think of really uh i no not really i think no i think i'm ready to just jump into this all right let's go first on the docket we got sony they had a playstation showcase and they came with some heavy hitters. I'm not going to lie to you. They came with a lot of cool stuff. Um, notable things that they showed. Spider-Man 2. We also got to see a little bit of God of War. Um, Forspoken, which I am excited for. But, that game uh, looks nasty. It does. It looks it looks really good. Uh, how, do, how do you feel about the, the PlayStation the PlayStation Showcase? Yes, sir. There we go. I got you, brother. Don't worry. Now, this was absolutely a PlayStation Showcase. They came with the heat. They came out the gate swinging. Listen, I'm going to start with the misses first. I'm going to start with the hot takes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think everything was a banger except for these things. Rainbow Six and Extraction, nobody cares about that. They're just flipping Siege assets. Just get this out of here. It's just another zombie shooter game. We've seen it before. Mm. I'm good off that one, love. Uh, Grand Theft Auto coming to PS5 and Xbox? Get that out of here, too. You're not showing me anything new. <laughs> I'm good off that one. I'm chilling. And Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. You're letting Square Enix do it again? Or actually, I don't remember who's doing it. it I don't think it is Square Enix. It's someone else. It's not Square it's Enix? Not, it might be. Uh, either way, it's looking rough around the edges. That's an L. Everything else, pretty passable, if not fire. Now, let's get into what I was really excited about. Mm. Like you mentioned, they showed Spider-Man 2. That game is going to be nasty. Everybody who hasn't seen the trailer yet, go watch the trailer. I'm not holding back spoilers because everything that was in the trailer is already spoiled. And if you finished the first Spider-Man game, then they didn't show you anything you didn't know was coming. True. Um... Did you finish Marvel Spider-Man? Um, no, but I watched a playthrough the whole game. I I actually plan on playing it because I low key want the achi- the trophies, but I know what happens in the game. Like I, I already know. You can always uh for any of our listeners who uh, haven't seen it, you can always go to YouTube.com/slash/UndeadEnigma9 and watch the vods uploaded of the live stream of the entire game that I posted on my channel. Oh, true. Shameless plug. True. But um, if you played that game. You would have seen at the very end of the game 
in one of the last cutscenes. This is spoiler territory, so you have a little bit of a warning here now, but the game's old enough that we can talk about it. That's, uh... Carrie was in a little tube, and, uh, there was something attached to him, and it was black and goopy and stuck to the screen. And if you know anything about Spider-Man, you know it's a symbiote. So when they showed Venom in this trailer, I was gassed, but not surprised. Man... This game gonna be crazy. Uh, I did not play Spider-Man 1, as I already said, but I did play the... I guess you could say it's the the next generation bridge. I would call the it... The 1.5 version. Yeah, 1.5 Spider-Man Miles Morales. I played that. That game Did you play that actually... without playing play the first one? You're crazy. Pardon? Oh, yeah, you said you watched a playthrough. I was yeah. like, how'd you play that one without playing the first one? You're crazy. Nah, yeah. You at I, least I, need to know what happens in the first one. Yeah, I had to watch that playthrough. Um, that, because back in that day, people already know who, who already, like, watched me and shit. I didn't have a PS4 until, like, maybe, like, the last three, four months of the cycle. Um, I only bought one to play Last of Us 2, which was a very big disappointment. But that's another story for another day. Um, I didn't get to play Spider-Man 1. I only played Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, I did like the game. And it felt like it really got me anticipating Spider-Man 2. Because I just loved the exaggerated swagger of that black teen that is Miles oh, Morales. Oh, yeah. Like, I just loved it. You know what it. the worst part is? <laughs> I just... I heard I heard all the memes, right? Mm. Then I picked up the game maybe a couple days after launch because there was nothing to play on my PlayStation. So I was like, fine, I'll buy it for full price. I played the game and instantly I felt exactly what he meant by that statement. I was like, he said the dumbest choice of words, but I know exactly what he meant playing this game. Yeah, I, okay, yeah, okay. I gotta give him, I'll give him this. He kind of, he kind of does play a little different from, from Peter. And it just—I I don't know. Has his own swag. Yeah, he has—he has his own drip. He a drip god, bro. Come on, that's Miles though. He from Harlem. The man walking Ooh. around Harlem with with the Tims on, like that's different, bro. That's different. I like that. Slang in Spanish out here like it's nobody's business. Like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Even I—I I remember I asked it on stream when they when they they did the initial. Um, remember when they showed Miles Morales for the first time? on i think was it e3 it was one of the game shows it was one of the game shows mm-hmm. i remember they showed it and i was like bro how comes we ain't ever seen seen spider-man in harlem and he was like bro chill 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 what you mean he all over the-? i'm like bro how- it's it's literally like 20 minutes up the up the way like how comes we never seen him in harlem you know what i'm saying so miles really quenched that thirst it was cool um it just really got me into uh, anticipating spider-man 2 uh i think they're really gonna lean into having two spider-men in the game and this is definitely it's definitely gonna be a big nod for um not just miles but the spider-man games in general i feel like this is gonna be a really good one if they if they can deliver on what we think they're going to deliver this is going to be a classic i just had a brain blast Mm. and i only realized this because it's insomniac they're probably gonna do a Ratchet and Clank for this and have Miles and Peter have like stories that are moving at the exact same time, but they're doing different things. Yeah, so you play of... as one and play as play as the other. And that's what they did for Ratchet and Clank. Didn't they because I swear they kind of set that they kind of did it a little bit in Spider-Man 1. Because remember, um 
Miles, like, bro, I'll just talk about the game because if you haven't played it now, you're not gonna. Play yeah, it. no, no, no. What are you doing? It's been two, three years. Exactly. Go play the game. Yeah. So, like, when they had that big scene when they were like doing the, was it a parade or like it was something for like the police or something? Like, and Miles' dad was like up on the on the podium talking. Like, you were playing. You were, you weren't exactly playing a different different story, but you were playing it from Ma's perspective. So I feel like they already kind of set up that thing that you're talking about, like the two different stories. But I feel like it's going to be a lot more in depth now because they're going to have a lot more time to work on it. They, they've already introduced the character into the game universe now, like fully. Well, see, the difference before mm-hmm. was that, uh, like their abilities were on a different scale miles was just a regular kid that was hacking things with gadgets so mm-hmm. you were doing a completely different type of mission they were just like extra mary jane missions that didn't let you play as mary jane yeah um whereas now miles is a full-fledged spider-man so they have to they have to let you play as both spider-man and enjoy playing as both spider-man mm-hmm. so they both have to be flushed out yeah and they both have to feel unique enough that you feel like you're playing as two different spider-man while still like uniform wise it feels like one good solid spider-man game you know man i, I feel like they're not gonna fumble it though i really do i feel like they i not think gonna that they it. need time is what they need because remember spider-man was 2018 mm-hmm. that's when it came out miles was 2020 20 yeah uh this is coming they're developing this and they they've been working on it since spider-man like the first one finished mm-hmm. because in the first one they show miles getting his powers they show so this was already already planned out and they just announced at this playstation showcase that they're wolf- working on the wolverine game mm-hmm. and they just made ratchet and clank they have a lot on their plate so it's going to take time what what game what game did, did they say is gonna drop 2023 i'm trying like to at the showcase yeah they said a the game was gonna drop 2023 I don't remember exactly what it was though. Might be God of War. God of War doesn't have a release date. Does it? No. No, sorry. I don't it was supposed to be end of this year. It was supposed to be this year. It was supposed to be this year. I was going to say this year. Yeah, it got delayed. This year, of course it got delayed. But it got delayed. And um, I don't think we have a new release date. Mm. Well, I mean, we're going to be on the lookout. Uh, One thing I do like about PlayStation games though is that they usually do not rush and people allow them to take their time with them and it's not like how bethesda or cd project red takes their time with a game and it's still super buggy and glitchy it's like nah they actually put out some good products so that's one thing i always have to respect about playstation first party exclusives so i don't know I maybe maybe I'm being too preemptive, but I definitely feel like this is going to be a classic. Like I feel like we're going to be talking. I think about- it'll be good. I just think that they need to actually give them the time to work on it because they have a lot on their plate. Yeah. They just pushed out Ratchet and Clank, and Ratchet and Clank was not all that it was chalked up to be to the marketing. The game was absolutely still enjoyable and a blast. I had a great time playing it, Rift mm. Apart, but it was not nearly as much as nearly as good or as at the scale that we thought that it was going to be for the uh, the marketing. Like, we thought we were going to be able to, like, go through the rifts and play in completely different levels and stuff. And it wasn't quite like that. It was a much more gimped version of that. I mean, that's... What I will say... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I feel like, yeah, you're right. But I feel like with this one, it's a lot more confined. So they wouldn't have as much room to, like, disappoint with that. 
like we kind of understand it's gonna be in New York. They don't have to try and build like five different universes. Like it's just like make the city feel alive, make the game run well. You know, I I don't feel like it's gonna be as ambitious as Ratchet and Clank was chalked up to be. So I think I think they'll do a lot. Like we won't we won't really be like worrying about that. I don't think so at least. They can't just well the thing is they can't just copy and paste. Miles Morales gameplay because Miles Morales gameplay is just the refined, the most refined version of the Spider-Man gameplay. It's the they take they took everything that worked from the first game mm. and just refined it and added the like Venom mechanic as well, which is really cool. Um, but they can't just take that blueprint and slap it onto this game either, or else people are not going to be very happy. Uh, they need to do something to keep it interesting and give it a little bit of life, you know. Mm. Yeah, I, f- I feel you. I I I don't feel like give it its gonna... own reason to like stand on its own two feet and feel like it really is Spider Man two and not just one point eight. Mm. Yeah, I f- I feel like they they gonna give it its own legs. It's gonna have its own distinction. Like I don't know. I'm just like then again, the last game that I was really hyped for, it turned out to be a shitter. So I don't know. But I'm sorry that you had to go through that. <laughs> hey man, shout out to CG um... Project Red, bro. <laughs> I think that uh, the Wolverine game is going to be cool. Ooh. I think that that's going to be a really good opportunity for them to tell a much more like they already took a pretty solid narrative when it came to the Spider-Man games, but I think that uh, Wolverine gives them the opportunity to be even a little bit more gruesome and a little bit more mature with the content that they're exploring. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, that's one thing I always really liked about Wolverine. He's more, he's not like your ideal superhero. He's kind of like an anti-hero, I guess you could say. Like, he's very, like, he, he he saves people, but he has, he has sides to him that, you know, some people would say aren't the ideal superhero, which is cool. So, yeah, I, I feel like it does give them a lot more room to explore different things with a video game with a superhero and um i mean they've shown that they're not shy about addressing mature content and like the entire premise of x-men is like discrimination against mutants Mm -hmm. so like they have a lot of like dark and deep avenues that they can go down with this so i'm just hoping that they actually take take it like grab it by the reins and go full force into this if you're gonna make a wolverine game no, I, I definitely feel like this is gonna be an M-rated game for sure. I don't think they're gonna pull any punches. Like I feel, I feel like it'll definitely be up there. Uh, one one thing though, I mean, definitely not now because it's kind of early. But I mean, I think we talked about this. I don't know if it was off air, but hopefully they do eventually build like a video game version of the MCU. I think that's what they're going for, to be honest. Mm, that'd be crazy. I have to imagine that this Wolverine game is probably going to connect in some way, shape, or form to the Spider-Man universe. There's no way that they're just not going to bring it up because Insomniac's making both of them. Mm. What's what's in- ge- would you say- Sorry, I was going to say there's just genuinely no way that they're not going to bring it up. Go ahead. Yeah, I I I, I think it'd be interesting to see it. But one thing I was going to say is, what is another superhero game? Because it, it looks like it looks like Sony is just like. Sony's pretty much getting them the little Marvel pass because now they got two superhero games. What's another superhero you would like to see 
insomniac make a game around or just like a game because i'm saying insomniac because hopefully they can tie the stories together since they already have wolverine and spider-man but like just in general what's another like really fleshed out superhero game that you would like to see uh it's funny that you asked me that because not necessarily insomniac but we already had another like marvel game that could have been amazing we had the cookie cutter like bare bones for it and they just didn't run with it and that's anthem anthem could have literally been an iron man game oh true anthem is literally the best looking iron man game i have ever seen in my life and it's not an iron man game they didn't get the i don't think they would get those rights though that's all they had to do all they had to do was get the license to it or someone had to get the license to it and just copy paste anthem Mm. like that's what you need yeah like that's one thing one thing about that game like the flying was like really on point the shoot like er, like i really like that game that's one th- like i actually genuinely really like that game but um i mean the community, just content. yeah the yeah it just wasn't it wasn't like supported like that and then yeah it didn't have content so i mean sad but i, de- I definitely want to see them i i want to see them i mean down the line obviously because they have a lot on their plate that's that's the thing i'm not rushing i'm not one of those people that's like we need it now we need it now but i mean eventually i think it would be cool if they could throw one or two more superheroes if they get the rights for them throw them into a game universe you know because i think i think that could be the next wave because right now we're seeing superhero movies like that's the real wave what if like superhero video games becomes like the next wave because usually usually what happens is like people make a video game they make a video game for the movie coming out like just like they just get some random publisher to make it and they just get them to put it out so i mean fully fleshed out superhero games that's something we're pretty new to i'm not gonna lie to you so it'd be interesting that's fair yeah those weren't the only games that i was looking forward to on the showcase though Mm -hmm. yeah Um, they showed a lot of things that i was looking forward to like you mentioned i think forspoken is gonna look really or sorry it does look really good um especially because uh the first time that we saw it it kind of just looked like a tech demo mm-hmm. um and they didn't really show us any combat just like traversal gameplay but now they showed us her fighting and using magic and stuff and it looks really interesting it looks very unique too it looks so clean, I think that, yeah. that game good yeah it, it i that game it's a really interesting like did you see the traversal and everything like how she makes her way around the the map yeah it looked so clean like it looked like if like devil may cry was just like a lot more advanced and in-depth honestly that's kind of what it looked like to me in terms of movement system because like um what's his name dante and nero they kind of move like that in in devil may cry 4 but because it's like it's like a what are those games called uh button masher it's like a button masher game so like it's not like really in depth. Have you played Devil May Cry? I played uh four. It is not a button masher. I am sorry that you feel that it's, way. I, I, no, I Devil would May say... Cry Devil May Cry has frame data and you're supposed to use the moves in tandem and swing combos together. You just played the game on a normal difficulty and mashed buttons and oh, it worked. My fault. I'm sorry. Okay, my fault. I'm sorry that <laughs> my you fault. had that experience. <laughs> but the game is incredibly technical and people like do combo like tutorials on YouTube and stuff and like getting the sss ranks 
Like that's the whole point. Oh, I didn't know the game. That's was like that the whole point of like, how you play Double May Cry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you didn't have the experience though, but I can't let you slander DMC like that. No, I'm not slander. I I'm... know people who listen to this who love DMC and are gonna come for our heads if I allowed that. Hey man, hey shout out to the DMC heads, bro. But I don't know. I, I'm just saying in terms of like movement, like because Devil May Cry, I don't feel like it was like at that in depth with the movement. Like Forspoken kind of reminds me of like just the way that she moves like traverses through the map it, it like she of... moves well i'll give you that it yeah. looks like it's reminiscent of some prince of persia type beat yeah but or I'm prince not of gonna, persia yeah i'm not gonna while out here and slander <laughs> on dmc because dmc is actually very well put together amen um, shout, out, shout out to dmc bro. speaking of dmc that's a great segue into the fact that they showed a game called project eve that literally looks like it takes uh, inspiration from Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, and Nier. Mm. It looks like all three games combined. And that's right up my alley. I'm copping that. That game, it looks good. I'm interested. The waifu had the jiggle physics. She was moving. <laughs> she was shaking and weaving. I was feeling it. Hey, man. I mean, I, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was Nier. Like, I thought it was like Nier DLC. But I'm like, this is, this is a little bit too colorful. It was interesting, but I, I am, I am, I'm, I don't know if I'm looking forward to getting it day one, but I'm looking forward to seeing like the first like hour, hour and a half playthrough and I'll probably get it honestly, because it's a cool game. It looks cool. As long as it comes out and they don't scale bound me, I'll cop it. Mm, true. True, true, true. Uh, God of War. I'm still salty about that. I wanted that. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, they need to bring that game back. Like eventually, I feel For like real? they they should bring that game back eventually. I'm pressed. I'm pressed. <laughs> I know a lot of people were were saying, yeah, I might have to buy a, an Xbox if that's the games they're putting out. I was saying that too. I was on the PlayStation Four as soon as I saw Scalebound at that first E3 conference. I was like, huh, I guess I'm about to buy a used Xbox. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I need to play this. Yeah. That game looked crazy. I'm still mad they never put it out, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, God of War, though. God of War looked good. Um, it was more like... it. Well, I mean, we saw some... It looked like it was... I don't know if I'm saying this right. If it was in-engine, like in-game. No, not in-engine. It was in-game. It's in-game. Um, but it kind of looked like God of War 1, which I mean, not... Not expecting them to reinvent the wheel, but that was some of the reactions I was hearing. But I think the story is... It's kind of like Last of Us and Last of Us 2. Except the only thing about Last of Us 2, they kind of like... They kind of revamped everything, but everyone thought it was going to be the same thing. It was just really for the story that everyone's playing for. So I'm guessing that's the same thing that um, is God of War. What did you feel about it when you saw it? No, it literally does look like the first game mm. uh, in terms of combat. Maybe a little bit more. You start with the Blades of Chaos uh, for, that you had, that you got at the end of the first game, which is cool. Yeah. Which means that you're going to have like a lot more combo options and stuff with those weapons because you get them way earlier on in the game. Unless they do some nonsense and take them away from you again, then I'm going to fight them. <laughs> but uh, I think that there's definitely going to be expanded combat because like they showed Thor and you're gonna probably merc thor and get mjolnir mm. uh, i don't i'm not repronouncing that you know what i mean mjolnir, yeah. um and uh 
you're probably going to obtain that. So that's probably going to be another weapon that you get to use. I'm sure there's going to be new weapons and new combat. But in terms of aesthetic and in terms of how the game like looks like it's running over overall, it looks exactly like the first game. And I'm not surprised because they're making it cross-generational. They're making it for PS4 and PS5 when they really should be just making it for PS5 and taking advantage of the hardware. Yeah. You, uh, I, I've, I really feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot with this. And they like, said they weren't going to do that at the start of the generation. Yeah. They were like, PlayStation believes in generations. We're not going to make everything cross-gen for PS4 and PS5. Well, I guess, I guess now they see... Because you got to remember, we're still like in the middle of like supply chain like just mishaps so i mean that might be a big reason why they're doing it because maybe not as many people have transitioned from ps4 to ps5 because there just isn't that many ps5s out there right now so i mean that that definitely has to play a factor into it i'm almost sure that plays a factor into it but yeah i mean they're they're dying on that hill though they're definitely dying on that hill that um because what for uh not forza that game called Gran Turismo Horizon Horizon Zero uh what is it called Horizon Forbidden, Forbidden West. West that's why I said Forza Horizon Forbidden West I believe is going to be on PS4 yeah it's um, also going to be cross-generational yeah didn't they say was it it's, it's like a Souls game I don't remember what that game is called but apparently that game might be on PS4 um Gears of War God of War is going to be on PS4 so I mean they really are dying on that hill they're not they're not giving up. We'll be interesting to see, though. Definitely. Um, it's just weird because they said that they believed in generations and that they weren't going to do that. But Jim Ryan is a man who stands by nothing and just makes statements. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's how these companies are, though. They'll tell you anything to get your your brand loyalty. They'll tell you anything to get your brand loyalty. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that he, he said it and he's literally, he's later walking it back because he probably, I, I can imagine this is how it went. Everyone, everyone at Sony's like, we want everyone to buy the PS5. We're going to cut it off. Uh, new generations. We believe in generations ending X, Y, Z. Uh, the whole pandemic hits. Uh, people, you know, it, uh, what are they called? The microchip shortages. The shareholders are looking at the the board, the, the board of directors, and they're like, "Bruh, we there's not that like people don't have PS5s like that." They're like, "We gotta we gotta get these this game revenue." So I mean, I, I can almost imagine that's almost exactly how it went. Uh, but you know, it, it it sucks though. It sucks because a lot of people feel bamboozled. I I can say that a lot of people feel bamboozled. I lowkey feel bamboozled. I'm not gonna lie, I feel bamboozled. Yeah. Cause I had a PS4. If I if I had known that a lot of these games were gonna be on PS4, I would have just kept my PS4. Like, uh, there's no it. way, fam. There's no way. I needed this this mega PS4 Pro. That's literally what the PS5 is. <laughs> the the PS4 Pro 2. Yeah. Hey man. Um, speaking of speaking of things getting carried to other consoles, Uncharted is going to PC. So I believe it is, what is it? A Thieves End. I don't want to misquote, but it's a bunch of Uncharted games that are getting remastered and put on PC. And people were really mad about this. 
A lot of people were mad about this, which is interesting. These games are pretty old. I don't I don't know why people are are getting so mad over some old games going They're to mad because they don't want PlayStation games coming to PC. They don't want the exclusives, but they're just Sony ponies and it's better for everybody if it comes to another platform. It's mm-hmm. time. It's Branch out. Let people play these games. Let people mod these games. Mm-hmm. Let people fall in love with these franchises. And then when you come up with the next Uncharted game, make it an exclusive for a bit. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, I I see that's a thing, though. That's a thing that... It's really interesting that the Sony, the Sony heads, they are holding on so dearly to those exclusives. Because... I feel like that was the argument that really had people saying like, oh, we had to get a PlayStation. We had to get a PlayStation because they had Last of Us or they had Uncharted or they had God of War, you know, so they're really holding on to it. (sighs) Those people, listen, there's people who really act like there won't always be a demand for consoles just because something comes to pc just because games are on pc doesn't mean that there aren't people who still don't want to deal with the hassle of building a pc or buying one outright and would rather just plug in a console to their tv mm-hmm. there's still people there's still people in that market that want to deal with it that way yeah that's what i'm saying like I- i'll give you a good example like i i was playing la noir on my twitch channel twitch.tv forward slash it's ramen i started playing the game Something happened and a whole bunch of uh, .dll files got deleted. I couldn't play the game on stream for like a month. I had to like keep like verifying it and uninstalling this and uninstalling that. Like there are people that don't want to deal with things like that. They just want to turn the console on and play it. There will always be a market for that. And I, I think I think they know that, but they just don't want those games going over there. Yeah, it's like it gives them a reason to say, haha, I bought a PlayStation for this and that. I bought this piece of plastic instead of that piece of plastic because this reason or that reason. And I think it's just silly. Imagine imagine you're 32 and still defending pieces of plastic like you 15. Violent for what? Crazy. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. But it is what it is. We also got to see Ghostwire Tokyo. Did you? I have no interest in this game, but apparently everybody thinks that it looks awesome. I think it looks whatever. It looks like it's a very, like, story-driven... And I'm the weeb. I'm the resident weeb, Mm. so I get it. It's got, like... It's about the Japanese yokai lore. I understand the interesting and intriguing aspects of it. I just don't care. Like, this game doesn't look that interesting to me. It looks like another ambitious project. At first, when I had seen the reveal... I was really, I was really interested. It was a game that like I really wanted to know more about. But seeing like the combat, I'm like, this looked kind of weak. Not gonna lie to you, this looked kind of mid. Yeah, this once is... I saw actual gameplay, I was a little skeptical. Yeah, I don't know, man. <sighs> but that's what we have on that game. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good showcase for what they showed. And the the notable the highs were really high, so you know it was a Listen, decent it was a decent showcase. Before we move on, there's a few more things that we gotta talk about. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna gloss over this because I don't play racing games, but they showed Gran Turismo, 
Gran Turismo 7 looks good, but they're still behind Forza. Exactly. They're basically just adding stuff in that Forza's had for Lord knows how long. But it is what it is. Gran Turismo 7 looks nice. But what I really, really was excited about were some of the... Oh, okay. I shouldn't say what I was really excited about. But something that I thought was really cool to see were some of the remasters. Mm. Particularly Alan Wake being oh, remastered. yeah. I forgot about that. Can't forget that. <laughs> that game is old. Yo, that's... Okay, that's I actually know. crazy, bro. Is- if, if you're a PlayStation guy and you haven't, like, played Alan Wake yet... That's crazy, bro. Go get an Xbox. Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Go get an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way, bro. This game's like what, almost ten years old. Come on now. I don't like it. Even might be ten years old at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's more um, than ten years old, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, great game. Super excited to see that it's getting a remaster. Definitely. And Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is getting remade. Let's go. Now that has me gassed. I don't know how I forgot about that. I know a lot of people are, are were happy about that. Definitely had to be. Have you played Kotor? Um, I played it like maybe like the first thirty minutes. Honestly, I I haven't played that game super super well, so I didn't care about so it. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. High and the lows are so low, fam. What a well-told original Star Wars narrative. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to talk about any of the premise of the game because you have to experience it for yourself. I'm going to have to what play that, yeah. Game. I'm going to have to play it when it come out. That had me gassed up. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I'll probably play I mean, back then, though, like, when I was playing games... Um... I only, I only, like, if it was a story game, I wasn't, like, too, too really into it. I was more playing, like, sports games and shooters, like, Call of Duty and shit. So, I mean, I could understand why, like, I didn't get it. But I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not hating on it at all. I'll actually try it out, though. I'll try it out when it comes out. Because I, uh, this, this game is, like, a cult classic. Like, if you, if you ask... I feel like everyone in the gaming community that's older than, like, 19 knows about this game and has at least heard about it. Uh, so, you know, it, it is really... I'd say it's a piece of gaming history, but it's going to be interesting to see it be remastered and brought to the new generations. So, I'm ex- I, I would say I'm looking for it. I'm on the lookout for it. I'm not going to say I'm excited for it. I'm not going to... Yeah, it's on my radar as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's it. I'm not even gonna hold you. Someone's gonna mention this in the comments. I do not care about Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh, the Borderlands spinoff. Yes, I don't care. I'm good. Yeah, I don't. Mm, Borderlands was cool. The first one was okay. The second, I didn't like the second game. I bought it, but I haven't finished it. The second game is like a cult classic because so many people like play it with their friends that's mm-hmm. like the main thing is yeah, like it's you a good play it with game. yeah yeah but overall it's just whatever i played i tried to finish the prequel i tried to finish or i didn't actually try to finish borderlands 3 i couldn't even get into borderlands 3 but i tried to finish two in the prequel i couldn't finish them and that's when i knew that borderlands wasn't for me but it is what it is it is coming out that's for sure i won't pretend like it's not gonna it doesn't exist Hey man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I refuse to buy another 2K, 2K. Uh, what's it called? Take Two game. I refuse to buy another Take Two game if it's not Grand Theft Auto. 
Six. And specifically six. I ain't buying exactly. that Grand Theft Auto Five remake again. Nope. You're not getting my money again. That's why we're supposed to get it for free. If you own a PS5, you're supposed to get it for free. Did no, they not sir. say that? No, sir. I swear they said that when when they did like what was it? Was it the PS5 reveal? Bro, no, I oh my gosh, I swear they said you're supposed to get Grand Theft Auto Five for free if you want PS5. I swear they said it. No, you gotta buy that bad boy <laughs> all over again. You must be out your damn mind. Bro. And you know they charging you seventy dollars. No. What 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 could they have added to that game? They didn't add anything. It's the PC version, basically <laughs> enhanced again. Everything that they showed in that trailer, I'm gonna get heated. So I'm trying to like keep myself level. But everything that they showed in that trailer that we saw at the showcase was literally like the worst parts of even the GTA Online stuff. They were showing people driving hover bikes and blowing each other up. No one likes that. Everybody complains about that. Yeah, what are you talking? Military shit. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, they're very out of touch right now, and they're really just milking the fact that GTA Online can go forever because there are people who have never once touched that Grand Theft Auto campaign who straight up bought GTA just to play GTA Online on PC and uh, use the mods to do like RP and the stuff. RP, yeah. RP is a big scene right now. But yeah, this ultimately stems to what I've been saying. If you don't support the game, don't buy it. End of the day, man. Hold with your wallets, people. Big facts. I didn't buy 2K, bro. Everyone's like, bro, are you going to play that new 2K? I said, hell no, I'm not giving them my money again. After 2K21, definitely not giving them my money again. That was horrible. Yeah, that was a travesty. That was disgusting. Honestly, I'm surprised that... Let's talk about this because uh, the gaming section is a little bit light today. Mm -hmm. But... uh, And we were about to move on. Uh, I'm surprised that so many people still buy sports games annually. It's literally a roster update. All you need is a patch. They really charge you a full price game for a patch. You okay? You know the you know the thing. The thing I always used to like counteract that with is that they would they would bring a new field to the online section every year. Like every year, there would be a new field, so it's almost like you're playing a different version Just of that update game. The game every five years. But yeah, three. that's what I'm saying. Like when I start to, and not even that. Like when you look at games like Madden, they're like, okay, I don't know if I don't know if you've ever like. Um, taking a dive into the mutt community. That's how you know this game is ass. They're literally called yeah. They're literally called mutt. But anyway, I don't know if you've ever like taken like a little dive in. But they haven't like really updated that game's anything in like years. Like they added the the last time there was a really big update was when they added like the story. But that was when FIFA did it. So it's not like they were doing anything new. And then the physics are still bad. Like, the game is just, like, it's not even, like, how they used to, like, do it every year where, like, they do, like, different, there'd be a different, like, feel to the game. So, you have to learn something new. It's, like, now it's, like, literally just the same game. So. Even still, no, you can patch that in. I don't need, I don't, you can patch in new gameplay mechanics. You can patch in changes to the like system changes they do that for games like fortnite all the time mm. oh yeah that's true and apex and stuff they change the guns they change the mechanics they change the way that weapons work and it changes the meta mm-hmm. they do that in league of legends all the time they change the way the characters work they change the way that abilities like interact with each other you can change things like that coding wise 
that's not a reason to charge me full price for another game the following year it's ridiculous it should be every couple years you want to do it every three years every five years that's reasonable but every year cookie cutter back to back it doesn't make any sense it's definitely it's control yeah I, I I'm starting to see a lot of people there they're moving away from it. But one thing I feel like is coming is like these games, a lot of these games are gonna go free to play. They're gonna yeah. make because that's look, definitely the next step. Look at look at like how But I think they're Fortnite. gonna s- like segregate it. So it's gonna be like, for example, FIFA Ultimate Team, mm-hmm. that's gonna be the free to play section. If you want like story mode and all and like my team and all that like I, I don't know if ultimate team and i feel like fifa has two team modes i know i know there's more than one there's not it's, just one um, it's ultimate team like ultimate team is kind of like my team for 2k and mm-hmm. then there's something called pro clubs pro clubs is kind of like my career for 2k yeah so let's say let's say that like uh ultimate team would be free to play because it's gotcha already mm-hmm. and then uh the other one that you said yeah like pro clubs be, and story yeah and pro shit. clubs and the story and stuff would be like you have to pay 60 dollars like you pay the the base game price. That's what they're doing with Halo Infinite. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I wouldn't mind that model, bro. Cause I haven't played I haven't played FIFA Ultimate Team in a long time. Because and that like that was really just the start of me being like, bro, I'm going to stop. Because one thing that that the sports community does a lot, and I this is my biggest gripe with them. I used to do it, so I understand why they do it. But if you don't like it, you need to start. Well, no, you need to stop buying the game. I was going to say you need to start, stop buying the game. That doesn't even make sense, though. You need to stop buying the game. Though. I haven't bought a FIFA game in, what, six years now? Yeah, you so, need to start voting with your wallet. Exactly. Like, for real, you have to, you, like, because, trust me, when, when 2K's players, player, uh, what is it, their daily players was dropping one time, I remember it was a big thing, like, Two, like 2k was like sending people's email sending people emails with like surveys and everything they're like oh why'd you stop playing the game like oh are you not having fun or is it is it the vc like it was it was a big thing they took it seriously because people stopped playing the game but like we like we need to take it a step further and actually stop buying the game like it has like it has to get to that point because they're not gonna stop Literally, you have to vote with your wallets, and you have to show these companies that if they keep pushing out a, an unrefined product like this, that you're not going to stand for it as a consumer, and you actually are going to have some sort of like backbone. I guess I don't want to call it that. I don't want to say that like I don't want to challenge someone for not for choosing to buy a game because they think that they're going to like it. Mm-hmm. But I just want people to be more critical as consumers, especially with like price increases and inflation. Mm-hmm. You really need to think about what what you're spending your money on and what you want to support in your games, especially if you want to see change in a in a franchise. One okay, one thing I you brought up a good point. Price increases. One thing I will never and this is this actually kind of contributed to the reason that I did not buy 2K this year and I probably will not buy it the year after. One thing that really really irked me and annoyed me was that 2K they had they they gave more developers to the next gen version of the game the ps5 and xbox series version of the game they gave that version of the game more developers they added a 10 dollars price increase and if you were in canada it was a 20 dollars price increase actually no i'm lying was it was it 79 
It's it's ten dollars. Our games were yeah, it's ten dollars. Yeah, it was yeah. The, so the yeah. U.S. price got like unaffected by the inflation, and they got to keep their games at fifty nine ninety nine. Our games were already sixty nine ninety nine, um, and then got bumped up to seventy nine ninety nine. No, but um, uh, what's it only called? first party PlayStation titles are a hundred dollars. Anything that is multi platform is seventy nine ninety nine. No, two two K is sixty nine. Two K is, is seventy bucks. Yeah. Oh, sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Two K. Okay, yeah. They. Okay, that it's it's cheaper than. Or well, t- what twenty one is twenty two is probably seventy nine. No. T- no. Twenty one. Twenty. Because remember how PS uh, PlayStation said all our exclusives are gonna be um, an extra ten dollars. Two K came out and did the same thing. All of PlayStation exclusives are eighty nine ninety nine, and I know that for a fact because I paid hundred and one dollars after tax for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, but but I but, only played but I only paid ninety dollars for Tales of Arise, which also just came out because it's not a place in exclusive. No, but two K like two K did like they did they got so the price increase in eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, all their games. Yeah, yeah which I they paid are. You're, you're yeah. saying you're, you just said seventy dollars. You said it earlier. We can run it back in the recording. Too. No, I mean I mean seventy I mean seventy dollars for America because their games were fifty nine ninety nine. That's what I'm. That's. What I'm saying I'm from the beginning <laughs> is that every PlayStation 5 game, because you asked about Canadian prices, mm-hmm. every PlayStation 5 game is $79.99 base price. If it's a first party pl- uh, PlayStation title, or in this case, also 2K, it's $89.99. Yeah, two, yeah. Two, I'm just making sure that we're saying the same thing. That's yeah, what we're, we're saying. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. 2K, 2K got that price increase. They got more time to work on the game, they got more developers for the game. And it came out broken, and nothing to show for it. Like it's, it's, it's gotten, it's gotten bad, bro. It's gotten bad. It's really gotten bad. That's I, I just I've had to chill off sports games, but you know that's that's. I had to chill off any franchise that like I feel doesn't respect me as a consumer. That's why COD Vanguard. Nah, nah, I'm skipping that one. Bro, we didn't even talk about that game. I know because it's so missable. Why, why are we? Why are people still okay? Serious no, speak talk. Your speak your piece. Serious talk. Why are people still buying Call of Duty World War Two games? If you wanted a Call of Duty World War Two game, go back and play World at War. That is arguably the best Call of Duty World War Two game they have ever made. Why are we playing Vanguard? We know that game is going to be dog shit. Like, let's be serious now. That game's gonna be ass. And what are they gonna do? They're gonna bring a botched version of zombies, probably, because it's World War II. Bro, like, get this shit out of here, man. Let's stop. Let's stop with this. Let's let's just cut it out. Seriously, let's cut this shit out. It's Sledgehammer, so let's hope they don't give us a, any type of zombies. Don't <laughs> even try it. Just <laughs> stick to campaign and multiplayer and Warzone. I, I don't know, man. It's, like, gaming is... I think I said I think I said it before. Like, I... I kind of touched on it, but like gaming is getting in a really dangerous place because now people are, like companies are allowed to just put out the same thing over and over and over again. And people are people just don't care. They're going to buy it because they want to play with their friends. But what happens when games are so expensive? Because I feel like this eventually might come like at the point that we're getting to what happens when games are so expensive to make they put all this money into advertising and developers and xyz and you know another crazy thing side note 
a lot of the money like a lot of the budget that gets spent for games a lot of it isn't even on spent on development it's spent on advertising yeah that's insane so what happens when that huge budget comes and you guys are not selling enough to even break even because i feel like it'll come eventually because people are going to realize that they're going to be like bro this is the same game you put out last year what's going to happen i don't know man it's getting scary i'm telling you it's getting here's scary, the thing man. here's the thing i was having a conversation with this uh, about this sorry with a friend of mine uh like in person mm. and um essentially everybody who's funding the games industry right now like the biggest investors aren't people that are passionate about games or understand the games industry it's people who saw how much return on investment they can get off of games like fortnite and apex legends and overwatch selling skins and loot boxes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they're putting money into it and wanting multiple times over in terms of returns so uh the the like direction has shifted sorry i had a little bit of study there but yeah, yeah the, uh, the direction has shifted and i think that it's the people who are making the executive decisions don't have the best interests of the gaming community or gamers in mind it's really just to line their pockets and i think it's very indicative of the way that games have been being developed recently yeah i mean that's the thing like there's nothing wrong with making money i will never i will never come out and say bro like your main purpose of this making this game should not be to make money because that's okay if you put an investment in you expect a return on investment there's nothing wrong with that but make a good product make a good product for the consumer like i don't know how that how was that like how are we this far into the stage of gaming like after all the decades of gaming we've been through and we've reached the point where it's like we literally have to ask can you please put out a good product like i i don't know i don't know I'm telling you this the the whole online era of of games just messed everything up. Messed everything. Yeah, it like the internet really shifted everything because even like in the early days of online and Xbox Live, we were slowly getting like more microtransactions. Remember when Call of Duty went from just giving you maps to giving you maps and guns? Then they gave you actually good guns in the DLC, so you had to buy it. Mm-hmm. Then they started doing like bacon skins and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Those were the first signs that microtransactions were going to be real. And they made a bunch of money off that nonsense. And then they were like, huh, maybe if we make people have to buy these, then we'll make even more money. Yeah, and then they, they started splitting the player bases up with DLC. Like, if you were in a lobby that had a DLC um, map on it, then you couldn't play. Like, I don't know, man. Gaming is... It's it's gotten to a crazy place now. True, Like, a company can literally make the same exact game. The same exact game. And just put it out, and people are going to buy it. Like, I'm saying, man, what happens when you've spent all those millions of dollars on the advertisement and the development team and you don't get a return on investment? It's going to be a scary day, bro. I'm telling you, it's going to be a scary day for a lot of these companies. But that's neither here nor there. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good place to close up the gaming section. We've rambled on for a while about gaming. Yep. 
I'm sure our listeners are probably tired of hearing us talk about gaming, but you guys are about to hear us talk a little bit more. What 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 are some games that you've been playing lately? Uh, so I'm still playing uh, Tales of Arise. I've been putting a couple hours into that in my free time. Mm. That's really the only game that I'm currently actively playing. I still have to finish Final Fantasy VII Remake, but Arise is my JRPG of choice right now, so I'll get back to that later. Mm. I'm in, like, the last act of Final Fantasy VII. Damn. I'm literally about to finish it. Endgame. Um, I'm kind of playing bloodborne right now a viewer in oh my stream, i can't do it baby yeah a viewer in my because sh- i was one of those people where i'm like bro why would i want to play one of those games where it's like i just die over and over but like bloodborne's actually kind of fun i'm not gonna lie to you it's actually a pretty i'm, cool I'm game. glad that you're enjoying it yeah it's, it's something out of my com- my uh, yeah i guess you could say my comfort zone my gaming comfort zone something i wouldn't usually play so we'll see where that goes um, I'm also, I'm, I'm thinking about getting back into Persona 5. I just know how long that game is, though, and, like, I just don't have the time for it right now, but, I mean, if I play it, like, maybe, like, an hour, two hours a day, I feel like I'll get through it. I mean, yeah, in a couple months, you'll get through it. <laughs> yeah, a couple months, exactly. I mean, I'll see you in a year and a half. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because doesn't that game have, like, side missions and all that stuff, too? That's an in-depth It's game. not side missions. It's that, like... Okay. Progression in the game is not solely based on where you are in the story. Progression mm. in the game is equally as important to where you are with the characters that you're interacting with. It's half, it's half like dating sim slash like character hangout simulator. Like you hang out with your friends and build relationships with them and stuff. And there's other things that you have to do as well to like raise your like raise your knowledge and raise your stats and stuff before you can even interact with other people and do certain things mm-hmm. so there's a lot of micromanaging and you're on a time limit that should sound like real life bro <laughs> what the hell the, yeah. hey i don't know the part of the game that i played was fun <laughs> i don't know that sounds kind of crazy I'm not the game is fun it's just yeah. a lot to deal with all at once like you're micromanaging a lot of different systems mm-hmm. yeah. i'm i'm thinking about getting back into that though i might i might get back into it Oh, Splitgate. I've been playing a lot of Splitgate as well. Oh, yeah. The Halo clone with uh, portals? Yes. That game is fire. But that's pretty How did they even, like, get allowed to release that? It's It feels fresh. Honestly, have you played it? That's not what I mean. Uh, yeah, I played it once. I What I really literally mean is, like, how were they legally allowed to just rip Halo assets and be like, yeah, Splitgate. I mean, I... See, I don't know how exactly fair use works when it comes to video game production, but I would say it's pretty fair use. Bam. The game literally... I thought it was Halo 4. I was watching someone... Or not Halo 4, sorry. Halo Infinite. Mm. I was watching someone's uh, YouTube video, and they were telling a story, and they had Splitgate gameplay in the background, and I didn't know what Splitgate was at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh which is why it's really funny the reason why i described it as a halo clone was because i saw my friends playing it and i was like oh is that the game that looks like halo but with portals and they were like yeah that's exactly what it is um but i was watching the video and i was staring at it like oh is this guy playing beta like halo infinite gameplay <laughs> i that's literally what i was thinking i was like why are there so many portals why is everybody running through portals what's going on with this halo infinite gameplay mm. and then i slowly realized that this is not halo 
I, I mean, I guess, I guess, but I think even some of the guns are the same. Yeah, some of the some of the guns do play the same. Some of the guns do play the same, but I mean, I, I, the way that I kind of see it is CS:GO and Valorant. I mean, like Valorant is obviously like an evolution of CS:GO because you know you play pretty much exactly like CS:GO. It just has like abilities and special power-ups. It's so a mix kind of, of CS:GO and Overwatch, but yeah. at least the gameplay, the core gameplay loop, is a little bit different. They took Halo and just added portals. The game even looks like Halo. No, they they added they added the jetpack system. That's in Halo. You can't wait. Hold on. There's a jetpack in Halo. You just have to actually put it on as a perk. Okay, then I've never used it. Never mind. I've never used it. I don't play like that. You know what I'm saying? We jumpers. We just jump and shit. But um, yeah, I mean, it feel it, it feels familiar enough, but it still has some some freshness to it. So I think that's how I'm they glad got that it. you're enjoying it. I'm happy <laughs> that you're having a good time. I'm happy. Oh man. <laughs> hey, I fuck with Splitgate. Where my Splitgate heads at, bro? You know. Oh, hey, very talk about people it. are playing it right now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I ain't even gonna. I ain't even gonna sit here and hold you like it's not popular. It's popular for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that they can make a virtually identical Halo clone and just blatantly get away with it like that. But it's cool. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's I mean, good. Yeah. I mean, Bungie. Who is it? No, not Bungie. Three Four Three Studios hasn't come after him, so I don't know. They let it rock, I guess. But moving on from the gaming section, because I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's everything now. Now we're ready to get into more big chungy wongy conversation. Oh man, that's crazy. We've already been going for an hour and we have another two crazy stuff to talk about. Two crazy topics. Moving into the music section, though, we have two albums that we talked about furiously on the last episode of Rama's Radio. Donda versus Certified Lover Boy. Or some people have called it Certified Boy Lover. Anyway. Stop. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. uh, We're just here to give I guess you could say our final thoughts and a more rounded perspective since it has been a while since both of these albums dropped. Um, Enigma, I'll let you go first. I'll let you touch on it first. All right. I think it's important to say that my perspective has somewhat shifted on this. I've talked about this on stream before uh, at twitch.tv slash Enigma 9 and mm-hmm. on twitch.tv slash It's Ramez when we do our little co-streams now and then. True. Um, so you guys should really come and check those out. But uh, we talked about this a little bit on stream, but I think that my perspective has shifted. I always thought that Donda was the better album, but CLB was the better listening experience. Mm-hmm. Once I skipped Donda Chant, because yes, I understand the, per- the, the, the aesthetic and artistic vision behind it, and yes, I understand the heartbeat thing, but it really much took me out of the experience of the album. Once I skipped that, Nah, Donda's the better album. I'm just upset that it's censored. Yeah. That's like my only gripe, is that there's no uncensored version. I- I'm telling you, that that album, bro, I remember I said, hey, I 
I'm so happy that I said it because I felt like it was the truth when I had said it previously. But this album is kind of like a Kanye resurgence. Because what Kanye can do now, Kanye can probably drop another like two, three albums like this, honestly. Like this please is, don't make them twenty-seven tracks long and no, I don't, an eight and a half minute and eleven minute song though, Kanye. Please don't, I don't do it. I don't think I don't think it'll be as long as this i think this was really just like the breeding ground like the the real push of the envelope to see if he could do it but i feel like kanye could drop another two albums like this like for real like what's what's stopping he ever had anything to prove to be honest yeah i don't know i i just think it's interesting from we how we went from the reception of jesus is king to how we went from donda like Jesus King was a very uh I don't even want to say controversial. I feel it wasn't controversial. It was just very polarizing. It was a very you, know my, po- you know what my take on that is? You know why I think that that was? What? Because uh people people were not willing to admit that Jesus is King was not made for Kanye's core fan base. It was not made for people that like what Kanye built himself on. It was what Kanye wanted to make at the time and it was for a specific demographic that was going to resonate with it. It didn't stick with me. I didn't like Jesus is King, mm-hmm. but I still thought that it was a quality piece of work. Like it was well put together. It was still very much a Kanye project. It just wasn't anything that I cared about. Mm. Yeah, I, that that is one thing I hear a lot. That it doesn't it doesn't really feel it doesn't feel like an album that would cater exactly to the people that Kanye West has been making music for for the past it's yeah it doesn't cater to Kanye's core fan base look at Kanye's most popular music and tell me that Jesus King is anything like that it's really not well I would say I would say Jesus King is a a hyperbolic evolution of his discography and I would say that because I hear that yeah because you gotta think like the the first song that like really really blew Kanye up was Jesus Walks. Like people forget that. Like that was like Kanye's like first really 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 big song was Jesus Walks. You know, with a choir in the back saying Jesus Walks with me. So it's like I like it didn't feel it didn't feel out of place or out of touch. It just felt like he needed to fine tune it because yes, that's what he that that was always in that was always a theme in his music but it it was it he just leaned too heavy into it and that's why i felt like donda was an amazing it was amazing blend of what he wanted to do and what people want that's why i felt like the album hit so hard for so many people but yeah i mean i'm gonna stop giving praise to donda for a second because people already know you can already probably infer that i think donda's the better album but i do like certified boy lover like i really do like that album and i'd say i like it better than i did before but it's not like it's not like i'm taking it still requires multiple listens here's the thing Mm. people listen to both albums at surface value and made their assumptions i had listened to both albums like three or four times through before we started recording Mm -hmm. uh the previous episode and now i've listened to both albums like 10 times at Mm. least and certified lover boy as much as uh it's a drake album without like direction 
uh, it very much has it very much has things that you will miss if you're not paying attention you have to listen to it more than once yeah you're definitely gonna what was that line he said um you better make let me see you better make that I forget he said you better make that something your destination or like it was it was something on what was it 7 a.m on bridal pad when he was talking about like there's there's some stuff that would go over your head definitely there's definitely the house subliminals all of those were fire yeah there's you gotta you gotta give those a few listen overs but i mean i don't hate this album as much as i did before but it's not like i'm taking i still stand on 7.5 maybe i'll move it up to like an eight but I, I I can't give I can't in good faith give it anything more than an eight when I know that the album that dropped less than a week ago before that album dropped was like really good and it hit different and it was doing something that we haven't really really heard before. So I mean I can't really even bump those say those two albums are on the same level like in good faith I really can't. But I mean, going going touching on songs that I really did start to come around to. I always used to skip the first half of In Too Deep, but I actually kind of like it now. I'm not gonna lie to you. What really? It, okay. Yeah, I kind of like it now. No, I, I think it's weird that you skipped the first half originally. That's what oh, I meant. really? Yeah. Oh no, I, I thought I, the whole song. I thought that the transition was the best part about the second half of the song. Yeah, the, the yeah, I, I love the second half. I love the second. The second half is amazing. Well, I'm going to restate that so that it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, go ahead. I thought that the transition from the first part to the second part was the best part about the second part of the song. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. That's interesting. I think that the, the second song is the best part of the song. But the, mm. the, the reason why it was so good was that sick, nasty transition. Mm-hmm. That, that was, it, it was a really good transition. I really did like it. It just gives you that feel. It gives you the feel of the second half which is like yeah. I, I i feel like that was like maybe the the only time he did that on the album was like oh absolutely yeah it like was the only time that the b switch really got me like yo this is drake all right drake i exactly. see you yeah it was it was clean it was really good so i i like in too deep that's a song i play it a lot now um i already said poppy's home i like that song but i play it a lot more now um the song with Jay-Z, I still stand on this. I'm I'm not moving my position. I don't like that Jay-Z verse. I feel like Drake. I don't had... anymore. I thought it was okay at first, but really? I don't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, bro. Drake definitely carried on that song. That's crazy to say that Drake carried on a Jay-Z on a Jay-Z featured song, but he definitely did carry on that song. Uh the song definitely could have done without Jay-Z. Uh, fucking fans. I did I say that I like that song on the first part? Did I say? I don't think I did. Uh, no, I don't think you brought it up. Yo, that song is so good. It makes me feel I, so toxic, bro. I, just I know love that song. Oh my god. <laughs> what a good track. Yeah, nobody ta- nobody really talks about that. I had someone who didn't actually. I think I talked about this on the first episode. Maybe we talked about it live. Or, sorry, previous episode, not first. But I had somebody who said they didn't like it because they assumed the content of the song, uh, but they completely missed the mark. I was like, no, this you literally didn't listen to the song. It's completely going over your head. Go back and listen to it again. How? Okay. Th- no, see, this is the thing 
this is the thing. How are you going to listen to an album and assume based off of the title what the song is about and not give the song a chance? Like, just dumb shit like that, bro. Like, bro, go go listen to, like, Static for 20 minutes, nigga. Like, don't listen to music. <laughs> don't listen to music if you're going to look at a title and be like, oh, I don't like that. I'm not, like, go listen to, go listen to grass. Go listen to wind blowing on grass for an hour and a half, bro. Like, go do something else. Don't listen to music. I just don't, I don't understand takes like that. I really don't. Go do something. Exactly, like. Oh but, my god. But yeah, regardless, I like that song. That song is super toxic. That song is amazing. If you play that song at night, if you play that song at night when you drive in, that song make you want to like, I don't know, you know. Let me not say that, bro, because you don't know who watching. But uh, okay, uh, that song is. That song is good. That's a good song. Yeah. So I mean, as I said before, I probably moved up from like a seven point five to like an eight on that album. I, I always said it was a good quality constructed album. I just didn't like the theme. I didn't like the direction, and I didn't like the choice of some of the songs. But yeah, that's my that's my views on CLB. I think that uh, overall, like we said earlier, it definitely takes multiple listens to uh, really understand what both artists are going for with these projects. And they're doing two very completely different things. And I think that when I stopped looking at them side by side and looked at them in their own kind of contained lenses, I was able to enjoy both albums. more. I was definitely able to get more enjoyment out of them when I wasn't thinking about them like comparatively to each other that's true but I, f- I like i feel like drake was the one that really brought that on himself drake was really the one that had people it depends comparing. on how long you've been it depends on how long you've been following this for mm. uh if you if you feel some type of way about it you could say that like drake's being a little petty or like not letting it go but like to the point First of all, we know that Drake does not believe that uh, 40 was pillow talking that shorty. He genuinely believes that Kanye is the one who told Pusha T about Adonis. Whether we believe it or not, Drake believes that 100%. Um, Drake's still salty about the the poop scoop to whoop thing on uh, Lose Yourself, Lift Yourself, sorry. Drake's salty about everything. Drake is still holding in like some type of way about all of that. Especially because, from his perspective, he left while he was currently working on his own album to go help you with your album. You guys were supposed to work on both albums. You only worked on your album. And then the one thing that he did for you, you shit on him. <laughs> okay, and yeah, then, that's true. And that's then true. you put out your rollout in 2018 in and around the same time as CLB. Or, sorry, Scorpion. Scorpion mm. came out, and that's when they did the kids see ghosts then yay came out like all those tapes mm-hmm. yeah he put out like three good music tapes in an in the same like span of a few weeks of drake dropping scorpion but did i don't think he knew that drake was because remember that started a whole while ago that started like a month thing. and a half before didn't the it? rollout no, no 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 the rollout was after scorpion the the good music rollout mm-hmm. was after scorpion. that was after scorpion yes because I remember they did, didn't they do, I think they did Nas, then they did Tiana Taylor, then they did Ye, then they did Kitsy Ghost, no? That might be the entire order. Uh, yeah. I might I f- be missing someone. I might be missing one person, but I can't remember if yeah, they did. Because I feel like, I feel like that rollout started a, a 
while before Drake even dropped Scorpion, if I'm correct. I swear that rollout dropped, it started in like mid early July, and then Scorpion dropped in like August, I, I want to say. No? I might be wrong. I, I just think because I know they Kanye dropped a whole a bunch of albums. He dropped like two or three albums before he dropped his album. Then he dropped Kitsy Ghost with Cuddy because I remember that was you when said they were... that uh, the rollout happened in like July. I I believe so. I'm not exactly yeah, sure. Yeah, Scorpion was released June 29. June. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm wrong. Now. Yeah, okay. Scorpion was out. Uh, like I was 99% sure about that because mm-hmm. I knew that your timeline was correct. Mm-hmm. Um, or like pretty pretty close. But I didn't exactly remember it, so I had to uh, um, look it up. But yeah, he announced the album on April 16th. Uh, it was supposed to be... Oh, he announced that the album was coming out on April 16th. Like, he announced the album was going to be made on April 16th. Mm-hmm. On June 14th, he re- set a release date. Prior to the release date, Drake became engaged in a rivalry with Pusha T in May after the Duppy Freestyle response to Daytona. Pusha T released Adidon background story. Then Drake admitted to having a son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know about all this. They're 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 reaching a little bit on the on the Wikipedia page talking about uh, Scorpion was a response to Drake's critics like the title. I don't know about that. They're kind of reaching. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they're reaching. I'm dead. <laughs> Score. Hold on, let me see. Anyways, I say all that to say, like we kind of got caught up in a tangent here, but either way, Drake is just salty about all that stuff. Like Drake mm. just holds a lot of that. To him, and then apparently, like while Kanye was doing the whole like Donda thing in the stadium, he hit up Drake to come through and like kind of played a little coy about it. And then Drake just didn't end up showing up because he was like, "When you drop him, bro, not like when you drop him by, but when you drop him, like when you drop in the album." Mm. It was just a whole weird like he said, she said phone tag situation, and they're being kind of petty about it. But sorry. We got on a long tangent because I remember that the original point that I was saying was that I liked CLB and Donda better when I listened to them in their own contained yeah. bubbles. We went on a far yeah, we went on a total this yeah, that's true. Continue. So I'm just gonna center us back really quickly because we're pretty deep in, and I'm just gonna say I think that both albums are really good projects. I think that Donda is the better album now after I've been objective about it and had more time to sit on it. I think that it's the better whole project, but I think that CLB still plays to the masses a little bit more and is like easier to digest in small bursts. I'll ask you this question before we move on. Do you think that Donda has any songs that have the potential to be a classic? I'm not going to say our classics because it's still kind of early, but do you think they ha- it has any songs that have the potential to be a classic? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. I do think that Donda was crafted in such a way where I, I think that Donda was made to be timeless in a sense. I don't I don't know that it'll be it it will be timeless, but I think Kanye has always strived to make his music last. It's not something that he just put out there. And CLB feels like a lot more of a I don't want to say throwaway album, but an album that was put out there. Mm. Yeah, I mean. I feel like I feel like Drake was feeling himself a little bit on this album. 
Uh, I don't mind when artists talk their shit or, you know, play up th- that role. But, bro, you got to back it up. That's all I'm going to say. You got to back it up. You got to come with some long-lasting music. Yeah. But that's pretty much that. Moving on to an artist who is trying to make their mark. Pretty arg- pretty, pretty. They're doing a pretty good job so far. I would say at least. That little Nauseous X. He dropped... Montero. Um, the baby I, is out. Oof. <laughs> the baby is dropped. Yeah, he did. Um, he made a. He dropped like a little. He did a countdown for the album, and he did like a little. I guess you could say a skit, a little video for the album. It was interesting. He he was like almost like he was on the talk show. He had the the baby bump. Uh, Enigma, I'll ask you, what do you think about this? Did you did you listen to it first of all? Did you listen to it? Uh, so I was gonna ask you if you listened to it because okay. I put this on the show notes. Okay, yeah. Have I listened to the album? I've yeah, heard the songs. The I heard I've heard the songs that I've heard on stream. So I think it's like maybe four songs, five songs. I don't know how long the album is though like eight or something i've listened to the entire project how long is it it three times how long is it like eight i think eight Eight songs it's not very long um so that means i've heard uh, like half of it then oh 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 it's not eight songs at all it's definitely 15 songs yeah my bad um you know why it feels like eight songs because there's one interlude uh and then montero industry baby and uh scoop i had already heard and sun goes down so that was uh five tracks off of the 15 that i already didn't count so it was only 10 in my head oh okay okay, okay. yeah i was about to say so i i definitely mentally messed that up that's my bad no, yeah it's 15 songs but like one's a an interlude it's like it's called the art of realization it's only 24 seconds long and it's just him talking mm. <laughs> okay um I'll, I'll speak on what I've heard. I'm not going to do an, an in-depth analysis, but I will speak on Lil Nas X a little bit. So the songs that I've heard, I heard the song with Doja Cat is called Scoop. Um, I like Lil Nas X's verse. I like his delivery. And that's one thing about Lil Nas X. I've always liked Lil Nas X knows how to make a song. Like it's yeah, not like he knows how to make a song for you know sure. Yeah, he's not like he's not like one of these artists where it's just like oh he just blew up because of some antics. I mean yeah he did blow up because of some antics, but that boy know how to make a song. Like he definitely does. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta give him his credit there. Doja Cat horrible. We could have we could have definitely did without because, that on the song. Yeah, we could have did without that. Um, but yeah, that song was cool. And then he had what Montero on there. That song honestly, that song is. Do I say it? Do I dare say it? That song's low-key a bop, but, like, I just... You know, Yo, that song is a banger. I'll it, say it if you won't. That song is an actual banger. It's just not something that, like, I would listen to. You know what I'm saying? I listen to it, not only... Okay. I'm gonna put a... I'm, hmm. No, go ahead. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to say. This is a, this a, this a safe space. 
I I understand. Listen, I I sit in the car or I'm at work and I got my like headphones in and I'm listening to music while I'm doing my work. Mm-hmm. And I will sing along to the song, but I'm not going to lie. I change all of the like <laughs> verses where he's talking about a guy and I talk about a girl. I change all of them. Every time he says boy, I say girl or baby. Like I change it. Oh my god. I change it myself. It's a little wild. It's a little ignorant, but the song is good. And you ain't gonna hold me back because I'm not the demographic. It is what it is, man. Hey, I'm but not you're also not gonna catch me out here singing along about how much I love boys. It's not. It's not happening. Hey, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I be listening to like City Girls or some shit, everyone's because I'm not gonna lie to you. They make some good music. I be singing their lyrics the way they wrote it. Like real live bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Start you sounding like bro. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm up with a song. If I'm up with a song, I'm just gonna sing it because I'm gonna be changing fair. the lyrics, bro. That's fair. But you know, my, like Montero, just it's not. It's not a song. Like it's in general, it's not really like an album that I feel like I would like listen to, listen to, listen to. But I understand. No, I don't think that it's gonna be something that I'm gonna like keep in my rotation it was something that i felt i had to check out because mm-hmm. like you said lil nas x really knows how to make a song mm-hmm. and there's definitely some catchy songs on here um montero industry Baby, all the singles are catchy mm-hmm. even sun sure. goes down a lot of people skipped that because uh he didn't it was the one that he released right after montero but it has more of a like heavenly vibe to it as mm-hmm. opposed to montero's music video um that's a really good song mm-hmm. um the song with Megan the Stallion is kind of hard too, and I don't even like Megan the Stallion. Mm. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I know, I know. She probably talked about her coochie. She said he gonna give me some money. I'm a baddie. I'm a yeah, yeah, you got, you got the gist of it. Yeah, you got the I, gist of it. That's bro, it's Meg the Stallion. Make this okay. Like it's crazy. Meg the Stallion is actually the female version of the baby. <laughs> 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 like it's crazy, but. That's neither here nor there. Regardless, Lil Nas X, that man know how to make a song, bro. He just doesn't make music for me, and that's okay. I have no problem with that. Some of his music, like, some of it, I don't mind playing it. Like, if it came on on the radio, I wouldn't, like, really, like, change the, the station. But, like, he just doesn't make music for me, and that's okay. I, I definitely acknowledge that he knows how to make a song. I, I, would, I would never even say something crazy and be like, you know, this guy just makes ass music. That's kind of how I feel about it, though. About what I've heard, at least. Um, quick question: What do you, what do you, what would you see the first week sales being on an album like this? Uh, see, here's the thing: album sales tanked once, like, they stopped. Uh taking merchandise bundles bundles. so everybody's doing smaller numbers so like i want to say 50 to 60k because it's lil nas x Mm -hmm. but that still might even be kind of high i think you'll do 70 i think it can easily i no okay i think it can do 50 to 60k i think if it does less than that i wouldn't be overly surprised because uh we talked about this on stream i believe you and i talked about this yeah but like we do we can't really identify a core lil nas x fan base and because of that i don't know how much replayability there's gonna be sure the like first couple day sales are gonna be big Mm -hmm. but after the first like two days your sales really fall off and it's just people who are like 
replaying and listening to your stuff still that like it. I don't know how many of the demographic is going to be there. That's true. One thing, one thing I'm really interested in seeing. Well, here I'll speak on the sales numbers and then I'll say what I was going to say. Uh, I honestly think he can do sixty to seventy. I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, honestly, for him. Um, I've seen like Trippy Red did what he's projected to do like eighty one thousand something like that. That was the last number I saw. Yes. Yeah. But. Like we mentioned when we talked about the album, uh, all four albums count towards one, like the, the the shenanigans that his label did on. He talked about it on a on a yeah, Instagram I, live. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah, I saw it. The shenanigans that his label did, putting out four versions of his album on Apple Music, all of those streams count towards like quote unquote album sales. That it all goes towards one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as I know, Lil Nas X doesn't have that going on. Yeah, they honestly. When I heard that, I felt like Trippy Red could probably do a hundred thousand. Then, you know what I'm saying? Like he probably could have done a hundred thousand if they had just pushed that one album. Uh, because if if he had a whole bunch of little other albums that were taking away from the sales and the streams, it doesn't take away from the sales. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. No, it no, all no. gets counted uh, like together. Yeah, at the end for the RIAA certification and the Billboard mm-hmm. uh, like streams, it all gets counted together. So those do count towards the sales. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, Trippy Red is like projected to do like what, roughly eighty. So, and some people would say that uh, Lil Nas X is more of a bigger star. I mean, I I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't know. It, I think that is a little bit of a hot take. You you don't think Lil Nas X is a bigger star than Trippy Red? No, because like you and I both talked about, he has no core fan base. No, 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 no. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking I about fan base. In the limelight. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, his album came out three, two to the, two to three weeks ago. It came out before Drake's and Things. If you're talking about like what numbers he's gonna. We already have the first week numbers. I don't know what it was, but we have the first week numbers. Mm. Uh, I thought you were talking about like what he what he's projected to do like this week. No, no, no! First week, I was, I was, wasn't because when they combined, when when they combined all the albums, was that the first week or was that the week after? I'm not exactly sure when it was, but I I'd heard that he was projected to do roughly eighty thousand when all those albums were combined. So I'm not exactly sure if that was. I thought that was first week because it's eighty one. Yeah, it's eighty one. He did do eighty one thousand album equivalent units first week right he sold five, yeah he sold 5,000 pure albums and 107.99 million streams first week yeah debuted at number two that's what that's what i'm saying like i f- if trippy did like 80 81 i feel like lil nas x could do 60 you think that lil nas x can get a uh a number one or a number two album i i didn't say i didn't say sell on trippy's level i don't think he's gonna sell as much as you said that you think he's a bigger star yeah in terms of celebrity yeah he's a bigger star he is you need to quantify that because how are you a bigger star but you're not selling more okay okay hold on no no no, hold on 
no, no, no. You mis- you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I s- I'm saying you need to quantify it. Uh, okay. So when I say star, I say... You mean that the media cares more? Exactly. I, I say someone who's in the public eye the most. Someone who's on the most late night shows. Someone who's doing the most interviews. Someone who's getting the most promo. Someone who's getting the most uh, mentions on social media. I I I don't think that's that's a crazy thing to say. That's Lil Nas X, but uh, Trippy Red still that. has. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, but Trippy Red has a more devote fan base. Like people, like Trippy Red's fan base will actually listen to his albums after week two, after week one. So, um, you know, we just don't we don't have a definitive answer, definitive answer on who is Lil Nas X's fan base yet. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think he he could sell around the range, but he's definitely not selling what what Trippy's selling. That's why I said 60 to 70. So the reason why I disagree, um, I uh, like I disagree with the take is because uh the only reason why Little Nas X is so popular right now is because he's currently riding a very smart mar- marketing wave off of the Montero original album high. Mm-hmm. He's riding a very smart marketing wave, so you're seeing him a lot in news and media, but I do not think that we talk about him very much. Before Montero even came out, he was non-existent. No one was talking about him. But you gotta remember, that was because he dropped, like, no music. Yeah, but people still talk about Trippy Red when he's not dropping albums. Trippy Red is definitely still talked about for his nonsense and the way he behaves on social media. But that was that was not dropping music. That was but I feel like that was before. That was like really when he was like with Coilerae and he had the whole drama with um not 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 Coilerae when yeah Coilerae. That was when it was at its peak. But maybe you're just not seeing it because now Lil Nas X has a bigger peak because more people are seeing it but mm-hmm. trippy red is absolutely still talked about in media what i'm saying is he's riding a current wave he's on a current moment yeah and true. the b- most indicative thing of that is the fact that both sun goes down and even industry baby did not do the numbers or the headlining that montero did like the actual track okay yeah and and industry baby even had a jack harlow feature and it was kanye produced and it did not do the numbers that montero did and that was just a lil nas x song it was it was the marketing that they used the very smart strategic marketing and i think that because you're seeing him so much in your sphere i think that's why you feel like he's so much bigger than he really is i i yeah i do i do understand that so what you what did you say you think he's gonna sell 50 to 60 yeah i think he's gonna sell like 50 60k I mean, that's kind of like the range that I... If he does 70 or more, I'd be fucking flabbergasted. Yeah, if he he does more than like 70, 75, okay. That's... He might be using the robots. You know what J. Cole is on the robots? Yeah, yeah, 100%. He might be using that. But yeah, I don't think he sells over 70. I I, kind of agree with you. Like, he, he, he doesn't have that fan base that's going to like he doesn't have that rabid fan base that's actually going to play his music over and over and over again after week one so i agree with you but i i I feel like 50k is a little too low that's what i'm saying i feel like it's a little too low that's why i i'm say sort of in like 60 to 70 but i mean i mean you know what i thought 50k was low for tekka then he sold 35 
So okay. it, it genuinely okay. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, hey, people's streams have been looking crazy nowadays. I'm not gonna lie to you, they have been looking crazy. Lobo, what did, what did Lobo? Did, he did like 15 or 16 thousand on um, what was it? Was it Concrete Boys? I forget what the album was called, but the the Michigan album. That album was hard. Michigan Boy Boat. That album was hard too. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. Hard. yeah. It's uh, it's getting interesting, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um. Also, quick quick note before we move on, I want to see what a little Nas X fan uh show looks like. I want to see who's in the who's in the, the seats. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, his demographic has to be mostly women, right? Do you think so? I think so. I think that women listen. I think that women in general would make up a larger percentage of his listener base than like gay men. Because not every gay man is going to resonate with the content. But I think that it. I think that he's a very. His his content is a very flamboyant type of gay male. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, yeah. like it's it's the more because I think that there, there there are a lot of ways that people express themselves. Uh, independent of their sexuality that's why you have like the more the stereotypes of the more butch or like aggressive gay people and then you have the the like more effeminate those are just archetypes like people are somewhere on a spectrum i think that he falls more into that uh effeminate archetype so he might appeal more to women i understand where you're coming from yeah that makes sense that's just how I think about it. But I mean, I could be open to having my mind change. I'd be surprised to see who's in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I genuinely want to see what like a little Nas X show looks like. And not like a festival, like an actual headline, you know, 15, 20 sh- city t- uh, tour. I'd like to see. But yeah, that's all I really have to say about this topic. Lil Nas X Montero. You got anything else to say? No, um, I think that the album is all right, and if you're interested, give it a shot. But uh, I don't think that it's anything that you're missing out on if you want to skip out on this one. I give it a solid like middle of the range score, like a five or a six. Mm, okay. It's got some catchy songs. I like Montero and I like Industry Baby, but like if I had to really just look at the project overall, it's just okay. Sorry. Right. I feel that. I feel that. Can't hate that. From what I have, from what I've heard, I'll give it like a six point five or six. But yeah, nothing crazy, but enough. It's not bad music. So, yeah. Anything interesting you're listening to, though, and just in general? Um, it's really been Drake, Tekka, Kanye, and Belly on repeat. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I ain't even gonna hold you. It's really mostly just been them on repeat. Um, I have my like k-pop j-pop music that i still listen to as well on the side True. that's always banging uh for anybody who's interested in that yo Asobi just dropped a new song called romance go check it out if you're interested into like japanese uh like techno type beats um that song is really good and uh yo Asobi has released a song pr- like previously that pretty much everybody knows but doesn't know that they know the song because they see it in tiktoks and memes all the time uh so yeah, go check them out because it's a banger. As long as uh, I'm not gonna like tell them because it's not gonna make any like. Okay, the song is called Yoru ni Kakeru, which okay. uh, translates to "racing into the night." So like me saying that name doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah, that's true. but if okay. you hear the tune, 
you'll know. You you'll be like, okay, I remember this from TikTok. Okay. Yeah, I'll go check it out. It's the one where the TikToks are like, when me and my homies are jam- jamming to the song, but we don't understand the lyrics. Hmm. I might have to. I might have to go check that out after stream. I don't think I remember that. But you, you probably seen a couple maybe. of them. Yeah, m- most likely. Um, in terms of me, I've just been listening to Donda, CLB. Still have Trippy Red in the rotation. Um, been getting back into Party Next Door and Lucky. That's kind of the vibe I've been on lately. Tony Snow dropped a new song too. I don't remember what it was called, but the song sounded really good. I just I like I only heard the song maybe twice, so that's why I don't really remember what it's called. But it was a really good song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's unreasonable though. Yeah. Just pr- pretty much the stuff I've been listening to before. Nothing crazy has dropped so far. Uh, Baby Keem dropped the album, but I don't listen to Baby Keem anymore. Um, yeah, I don't really listen to Baby Keem, and I didn't really have the time to check out the project either. Yeah. I wasn't that interested. It was a skip for me, definitely, especially after I heard that top of the morning shit. You can keep that, bro. <laughs> but moving on to something I'll say interesting. I don't think we've seen something like this before. The devious, devious licks, the most devious of the devious licks, <sighs> good lord, have been hit on TikTok. So TikTok is wilding. Tell them, brother. Tell them. If you're unaware, the Chinese spyware program that all the youngsters are on has a new well had a a new and thrilling challenge the devious lick challenge where people would essentially go to their school and they would steal something which ranged from what Range from car doors in the parking lot to soap dispensers to hand sanitizer dispensers uh, to I've seen a, a whole desk stolen. I've seen, <laughs> hey man, and this all ultimately built up to the most devious lick of all. A kid stole the keys to the school from the principal I guess that he did this before school stole the keys to the school from the principal and staged a hostage situation where he was kidnapping the principal this was the most devious of the devious licks which probably ultimately led to I think it was a hashtag. Was it a hashtag? Devious Licks? Yeah, it was a it was a hashtag. It that was a hash- yeah, it got banned. So that whole challenge has pretty much gotten taken off of TikTok. <sighs> I mean This is this uh, this is crazy. Like it it's so wild how a challenge can really just like cause this much trouble. Cause I, I don't know if you remember like back in high school used to have like the senior pranks you know and that was like that was like the craziest thing that kids would do uh to the school in terms of like just like property and and stuff like that but now you have the school year the school year just started like two weeks ago 
and these kids are hitting the most devious licks. It's it's crazy to see, man. It's crazy to see. How, how do you feel about this, Enigma? Listen, I got some hot takes. Hmm. I, I don't even think these takes are hot. First of all, why are you... I hope people realize that they're literally filming themselves and incriminating themselves committing crimes. I saw someone who stole a street light as a devious <laughs> lick. Like the actual, you know, the, the red, yellow, and green street light? Yeah, oh. they stole that That's as a insane. devious lick. That's crazy. I saw people who were like vandalizing property and showing their faces in videos i saw people who were stealing property and showing their faces in videos and posting it online so honestly i think that the devious lick like hashtag getting banned was really necessary because these kids were just putting themselves because it's a lot of young children it's like high schoolers middle like some middle schoolers but mostly high schoolers yeah they're being allowed to put themselves in such dangerous situations at such an early age that are really going to come back to bite them. So I'm glad that it got hit because I think that it's a little out of hand. It was kind of ridiculous. Like you said, they tried to stage a what kidnapping for the, the, yeah, the principal. They, they locked the man in the school. Bro, like the like that's serious. Like that's jail time, bro. That's actual jail time. Yeah, no, those are literal you know? criminal charges. Like uh i don't know i feel like it just feeds i'm not surprised that this is a challenge honestly i honestly feel like we live in the combination of a boondocks episode and black mirror i really feel like that's the timeline we're living in because like all the stuff that they make fun of in boondocks we're doing and all the things that are happening in black mirror we're doing so it really just feels like we're living in that timeline and it, it really just it speaks to the clout culture that we've built where as long as you can top the last thing that's been done and people just find it crazy or wild or just interesting and they they do whatever sharing mechanism is built into the platform it's just it's gonna get wilder and wilder i remember at one point people were drinking listerine out the bottle oh my god you remember Tide when, pods? Yeah, Tide Pods. You remember when people were licking the toilet seats during Corona? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just cloud culture. Like, I'm not surprised anymore. It's just, it's it's funny to see. I laugh now because, like, you know, it ain't happening to me. I'm not doing any of that shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, not surprised. This is only going to continue. It's only going to get worse. Uh, I, I feel like eventually we're going to get the beat beat a random person challenge where they just like jump on a person and just beat them up and put on tiktok i definitely feel that's like something like that is coming something crazy and then we'll really be living in a boondocks episode <laughs> but you gonna see <laughs> you gonna see <laughs> oh my goodness it's hilarious what's going on right now i why are people trying so hard to put themselves in bad situations bro it's for the cloud culture man like we've just ever since i would say ever since 2017 we've really built up this cloud culture i would say it started with like boom gang it was around that time 2016 2017 you really started with this cloud culture and we really pushed that wave and we said bro like you know like the guys like little pump and you know uh who bad baby and like we've just built this club culture so this is the only this is the next step 
And the step after this is like it's gonna start getting violent. Like people are gonna start doing violent challenges to start popping on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. So I mean, that's the next step. It is what it is. We built it. We can't we can't break it down now. We can go back, yo. It's never too late. Mm, I would argue it is. <laughs> I would definitely Educate argue it is. Educate your kids. But but you know you know the hey man you know the problem to that though parents don't really be they don't really be monitoring their kids or teaching their kids life lessons anymore they just give their kid the the tablet or the phone and let them watch YouTube or TikTok so you know it, it's not gonna stop I, I can tell you for now it's not gonna stop <laughs> it's not gonna stop because that's just the way we built our culture now so it is what it is look out for the next challenge guys look out for the next. One. But uh, that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything more to say about the devious licks before we move to our last topic? Uh, educate your kids, people, and <laughs> watch what your kids are doing. You can't just put your kids in front of the screen and let the iPad teach them. You need to be there. You need to be present. And if you don't want to or don't feel that you have the time to, don't have kids yet. True. Don't have kids yet. Message. Message. Uh, yo. Adoption is always an option. <laughs> okay, 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 next no, topic. <laughs> I'm not talking. No, I want to say this. Okay, I'm not go ahead, talking go ahead, about giving up your kids. I'm talking about. I I personally believe that it's very important that there are many children in the system who never get a chance, and they need to be adopted. Mm-hmm. It's okay to wait till later in life. Maybe you can't have biological kids, but you can go out and adopt one. You can still have children. There are still options. Mm-hmm. So don't rush into a situation where you're not ready to have children and give them a lower quality of life. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're going to be there for your children and support them where you can. Yeah, that's that's a good that's message. That's what I want to say. Yeah, that's a good message right there, man. This guy thought I was telling people to get rid of their kids. <laughs> Never that. Never that. Hey, man. That's a good... That's a good way to move on to this last topic because this one is for the kids bro this one is definitely for is it really for the kids though bro fork knife the one and only has made a collaboration with balenciaga oh no the fashion house that has brought you the nut shoes they've brought you what else has been has uh, Balenciaga put out that's been really crazy? They, they they put out a whole bunch of stuff. They're pretty much like a meme fashion house at this point. If you know about fashion, you know that Balenciaga they don't take shit seriously. Like you don't you don't buy clothes from Balenciaga because you know you think it looks nice. You buy it because it has Balenciaga on it at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> regardless, Fortnite has teamed up with Balenciaga to drop. A special limited edition collab where they put out it was denim jackets they put out hats t-shirts hoodies and this this was all culminated by they put out a few skins in the shop Loki I might actually go buy some of them I think I might buy the dog because the dog has the hoodie um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you I'm not gonna lie to you, I rock with it, bro. We was talking about it off air. I like this collab, bro, because it's it fits into Balenciaga's lane. Like this is 
as I said before, if you know about Balenciaga, they're they're just the trolls of the fashion community. So this is if like this is not anything new. I think it's cool, honestly. If I had a thousand of these, a thousand dollars to spend on a hoodie, I would buy a Fortnite Balenciaga hoodie. Definitely, I would be buy. I'd be, be rocking this on the street. Definitely, <laughs> like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it was within my budget, I would be dripped out in Fortnite Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. The price point is what's pushing me away. But uh, I'm not mad at it, okay? I'm I'm a little disappointed. I won't lie. Uh, I I didn't feel that I needed this, and like like I just said, I'm not going to be buying anything. But for people who want it, I think that it's cool, and I think that it it. It promotes gaming, I guess. True. I want to be optimistic about it, but gosh, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> gaming, like, that's the thing. Gaming is going more and more mainstream. Like, it's actually crazy to think about the progression that gaming has been through in just, like, the past 10 to 15 years. Because remember, like, back in, like, middle school, like, we used to talk about games. Like, this literally happened in our lifetime. I'm telling you shit that, like, literally happened in our lifetime. We would be playing, we would be talking about how we was playing Call of Duty last night and Gears War and whatever else we used to play. And like, we was looked at like the nerds and XYZ, but now it's like gaming is just like such a mainstream thing that it's like, you know, you have a high end fashion house, quote unquote, a high end fashion house doing a collaboration with Fortnite, a game that has emotes of the backpack kid doing the floss, TikTok dances, uh, Skull Troopers, Travis Scoot. You know, like it's it's crazy to see how far it's come. So, I mean, yeah, I rock with it. I have no problem with it. As I said, if I had a, if, hey, if anyone want to buy me uh, one of the red hoodies in like an extra large, I like my hoodies extra big. If anyone want to buy me a hoodie in an extra large, go ahead. Hit my line, bro. You know my PayPal. You know how to find me. Exactly. <laughs> you want to call me a large? I'm going to have my PayPal open, too. Don't worry. But I think that it's good for the industry, I guess, to see some stuff. Like, like it's cool. I've seen... Um, I'm pretty sure uh, they, like PlayStation has a Balenciaga collaboration, too, but it's really expensive. Um... But I think that branching out into other companies that aren't memes would be cool to see, like, I don't even want to say this, but, like, can you imagine what PlayStation X Supreme would resell for? I wonder what that would look like. That would be crazy. I I feel like that would be insane because I don't know if you remember, but Travis Scoot, I think it was, was it earlier this year or late last year? Uh, uh, he put out, I think it was like maybe 20 or 30 pairs of Nike Dunks. Like they were super special editions. The for Cactus like, Jack Dunks, yeah. the brown ones. Yeah, they're hard. Yeah. Those were those were crazy, and I think they're going for like 20 to 30 thousand on StockX right now. So you know, yeah. it's um, I, I mean, there have been serious collabs like that. Like there have been some serious collabs that have really popped off. So yeah, Supreme and PlayStation. I feel like that would be. Crazy crazy that would be insane i would definitely buy that um but yeah as you said i feel like some serious collabs would just
is some more series collabs because there has been series collabs before, but some more series collabs would be very good, very cool to see. Yeah. I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. Yeah, Fork no, nice. me too. Fork nice and uh, Lance Yuga. It's just a cool little. It's just a nice, cool little story to uh, round out the podcast. But uh, we've been talking for a while, so true. Um, anything else to say before we go ahead and wrap this up? Um, ow, sorry, <laughs> I accidentally bumped my hand. Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody as always for listening. Um, I feel like my message about uh. How, imp- how important I think that it is to adopt kids. That's my personal philosophy, but I still think that it's very important. So please consider it. True. Um, and yeah, no, we just always genuinely appreciate your support. Make sure to like, you know, share this with your friends. Uh, like, give us some comments on the YouTube version over at youtube.com slash itsramas. I don't think we have a custom URL yet, but you can just type in it's Ramez on YouTube and you'll find it. Uh, check out my YouTube channel as well if you want to, to watch that uh the archived spider-man gameplay but i mean i don't really upload to youtube as much anymore uh come check out our twitch channels follow mans on instagram you know what it is yeah i mean pretty much what enigma said go ahead follow us on the twitches the twitters everything is it's ramez we just started we just not suddenly we just recently made a reddit as well we are in the process of getting it fully operational i've been doing a little work on it uh when i can i also have one of my viewers helping me with it so yeah we're making a reddit that's gonna be pretty cool and yeah i mean just look out I have more videos. We drop a video consistently now. Videos, at least one video is coming a week now. So that's good. And yeah, man. Thank you for everyone that rocks with us. Thank you for everyone that listens to the podcast. Thank you to everyone that comes through to our streams, that likes everything we drop on Twitter, uh, the TTs we have on Instagram. I'm going to be posting more TTs, bro. Trust me. And, oh, yeah. You don't want to miss out on those. <laughs> you know, hey, man. We love y'all, bro. We love y'all. I say it every, I say it like every time I stream and every time we get on here, but we, we love y'all, bro. Every, every person that tunes in, everyone that leaves a comment or a like, we love you guys. So thank you for everything. This has been episode 11 of Ramas Radio Podcast People Podcast Universe. We are now checking in and we are checking out. Peace. <laughs>